This is Ready, Set, Workflow, a show about how to actually get things done in business, software development, startups, and life. We are your hosts, Caitlin, Katie, and Tosh. And today we're going to actually be talking about networking and how to make it not literally the most cringe thing ever, but how to actually build a solid network that you can get so much out of. So before we get started with networking and all things related to that, let's start with QOTD. So Caitlin, thank you for the suggestion for a QOTD this week. Um, And I think it will really kind of play into how we all view networking. So today's QOTD is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I... I guess I'm an extrovert. You guess. Everyone, everyone rolling their eyes. I'm definitely an extrovert. The best description that I've ever found about introversion versus extroversion is whether you get drained being around people or you um like you get energized by people. And because I think that a lot of times like introvert, extrovert, it's like do you like being at home or out or anything like that? And it doesn't really have to do with any of that. It has to do with how you feel after being around, like how you recharge. And I definitely recharge being around other people. This work from home in silence by myself hasn't really worked for me. I get, I'm way more productive, like at a sports bar. I could go to a sports bar surrounded by TVs with things playing, people yelling, people making bets, all this stuff. And I could be so focused and get way more work done than when I'm at my house, nothing on, nobody else there. So I feel like that also speaks to my extroversion. That's like fascinating. I... I mean, yeah, I feel like you're always going places and like working from different locations. Yeah. So yeah. Team extrovert. <laughs> awesome. Kaylin, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. The technical definition is where you get your energy. So yeah, I'm definitely an introvert because I get, I recharge at home, but I really like to be around people and talking. Obviously we have a podcast, <laughs> but after this, I'll need silence for an hour. <laughs> There you go. What do you do with your child to say, don't talk to me? <laughs> say it's quiet time. It's quiet. Time. Let's play the quiet game. Let's play Whoever talks time. first loses. Yeah. This is why we always have the podcast recording right before nap time. Smart. That's, well, it's really during, but. Oh, that's fair. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at West Coast time. Special yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah. Here, here she is. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Baby monitor and everything. Awesome. Okay. So we have one extrovert, one introvert, and I would definitely say I'm on the extrovert side of the Woo! spectrum. Team X. <laughs> I definitely get more energy when I'm around people and I get really bored when I'm by myself. I don't know if that has like nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert and maybe just having like ADHD or something. But I just am like, uh, I wish there were people around. I want to talk to people. I want to do stuff with people. 
And it's just like way more enjoyable for me when there's people around, which is like kind of ironic because I spend the vast majority of my work days just home alone. But today I did go walk a dog. So we have that. I was talking to her. She loved it. I was going to ask if you talked to her. Obviously. (laughs) I asked her, I was like, Kona, where do you want to go? And she was like, literally nowhere. We went on the shortest walk known to mankind. She's probably an introvert. It's pretty hot out. It is hot. Hot girl walk. (laughs) Kona definitely does a hot girl walk. (laughs) The other day I was at my house and I realized at like 5 p.m. that I hadn't said a single word out loud to anybody. Mm. And that is- You don't talk to yourself? So strange. Well, I do, but I don't know if I had actually said anything out loud or just in my head. I had no phone calls. I had no meetings. I had no neighbors. I have no roommates. I have nobody living in my house with me. I mean, isn't that weird? Yeah, that's that weird. is weird. I'm normally aware if it becomes like 10 a.m. and I haven't said anything, which has not happened since having a child. But, you know, I used to like drive to work and I'd be like, I haven't said a word yet. Who's going to be the person I say my first word to? Yeah, I feel yeah, like I talk to myself late. all the time. Yeah. I mean, I probably did talk out loud at some point without even realizing it, but mm-hmm. yeah. even still to be, go through a whole day without any sort of interaction, it's very strange. That is weird. You know what you should do? You should try to network. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. Tell me more, Caitlin. Tell me more. <laughs> so I did Google the definition because we always start these things with definitions or we have recently. And networking is the process of making connections and building relationships, which does make it sound like a positive thing. But I feel like when you say the word networking, it's like very cringy and people are like, but what do you extroverts think? Maybe you guys love it. I definitely think it carries that negative connotation like you talked about. I love the idea of just focusing on the relationship part of it for whatever reason, right? Just drop the word networking and just talk all about building, cultivating, forming relationships. And I think that that's just a better way to describe it. Yeah. I think especially with social media and I consider LinkedIn social media, it has kind of like changed how networking is viewed and it's it's less about building relationships and more about like I mean the button I think on LinkedIn says connect Mm -hmm. and by clicking like connect right you assume I'm building a professional relationship whatever it is with this person but you're really just clicking a button and have like no insight into anything about them besides like you're really just looking at like their resume and so I think yeah I think like that version of networking and having like 5 million connections on LinkedIn is what makes it that cringy kind of gross feeling. Um, But once you can kind of like actually connect with people, um, I think that's where you actually get the value. Makes sense. I have a LinkedIn question for you guys. If a rando um, adds you on LinkedIn, do you accept? 95% of the time, no. Same. Every so often, maybe they're definitely, if they don't send me any note with it, then I don't, if they've sent a little note and in some way I find it intriguing or like 
maybe this is somebody that I would want to contact in the future about something, then perhaps I'll add them back. But I mean, 95% of the time, I'm a no. Yeah. I used to accept everyone. So I was like, I don't know, it's LinkedIn. It's like, like Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like people in your dorm freshman year. <laughs> but yeah, I recently stopped mostly because like my feed was just a bunch of people. I had no idea who they were. Oh, but how often do you spend on your LinkedIn feed? Well, now <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, once an hour. What are you guys doing? Zero. I don't even know the last time I signed into my LinkedIn. Well, I know it because of the layoff situation and updating our LinkedIn's and whatnot. But normally, I'm just not much of a LinkedIn-er. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when I'm not looking for something or contemplating looking for some other job, I'm probably not on there as much also. But been on the jobs tab quite a bit this week. That's (laughs) fair. Last week. I sometimes will go on LinkedIn and also I don't, I I neither accept or reject people. I don't know. I usually just leave them in that pending status for forever. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. But if they're like industry related roles and someone asks then maybe I'll accept their rando request. The one thing I do like about LinkedIn is that no one is sharing like smoothie recipes. I mean, I'd I think people are probably trying to recruit you into their MLMs on LinkedIn too. Like I'm a a life coach who can help you build your brand. I'm like, absolutely not. But I follow some um, like scrum agile groups on LinkedIn. And, And sometimes there's some like really like either like funny things that get posted that I think are fun to share out or just interesting articles will show up. And it's kind of my only way that I get that type of news makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Tosh, when you talked about the connect button earlier, I think a lot of times networking also people use it as only reaching out when they want something. Mm -hmm. And so that's again, why I really like this definition, just focusing on the relationship of it, because I mean, if you're in relationship with someone and you're only talking to them really, when you need something, you're not really building that relationship. And so even if you reach out on LinkedIn and just click connect, there's got to be something more to it, at least in order to have, you know, if you want to actually create a relationship with this person, you can't just go connect, 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 Mm -hmm. connect with everybody in your address book and three times removed or whatever. Totally. And sometimes for my LinkedIn connections, at least, I don't always want to text people that I've worked with in the past or, um, Mm. right. Like, so sometimes if I have a more work related question, I think a LinkedIn message is better. Like I don't want to like slide into their Instagram DMS. Like maybe I don't have their number, you know, whatever it is. And so sometimes I'll also use LinkedIn for that. Like, Hey, just wanted to, you know, say hi, see how this is going, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'll do that on LinkedIn. Context too, other than exactly random text message out of the blue, right? Random LinkedIn message. You're like, okay, this is like a work thing, right? And it gives you a little bit more time to respond. I don't ever feel like like text messages. I think just how we live our lives. Like you feel like you need an immediate response, and maybe I don't need that, so I can just like 
send them a LinkedIn message, especially if I don't want to send it to their like um, work email address, mm-hmm. which is kind of like another email contact. Um, so I'll use it for that. Makes sense. Um, my other LinkedIn question for you guys Ooh. is when you want to stalk someone on LinkedIn, do you log out first or do you stay logged in and let them see that you viewed their profile? Thoughts? I used to log out and go into like an incognito browser, but then Caitlin, you were like, it's just a giant flex. If you, it's a power move. Exactly. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm obviously just going to flex on this person right now. <laughs> exactly. My, my attitude has slightly changed when I had a job, I definitely thought it was a power move, but now that I'm unemployed, when I click on people, I'm like, okay, they're going to see that I'm like pretty desperate looking at where they work and what they're doing. But yeah, I haven't stopped logging out. So, oh, well, I mean, it must be, there must be something that comes with it because otherwise LinkedIn wouldn't show you who's looking at your profile. Right. So there's got, people must use it for a reason. Like if I see somebody has reached out to me or looked at my profile, do you guys ever reach out to them? Like, Hey, saw that you were peeping. Only Caitlin. I don't think so. No, I think I'm just like, I'm like, why did you look? So then what do you think the benefit of it is? So they can upsell you premiums. You could like, cause they like yeah. withhold some of it, right? They're that's like true. 18 people viewed your profile, but you can only see it's two people. And they're like, if you want to get the other 16 to see who's scoping you out, upgrade to premium. But I mean, why do you need to see who's scoping you out? Like what, what are other people doing with that information? I feel like it's the equivalent of like a like on a post. I think, I don't think they're using it in a a professional way. I think it's just like an emotional, like, oh, that person Mm -hmm. wants to know what I'm doing type thing. I don't think anyone gets anything out of it except for like, you know that you got stalked and like, maybe you feel a little good about yourself. (laughs) It's like a dopamine hit. I'd like to know. Yeah. If there's any listeners out there that are using this, like if you're in sales, like I wonder if you're in sales and somebody who you're typically trying to sell to has looked at your profile, do you follow up with them and say, Hey, I noticed you've, you're, you know, I noticed you've looked at my thing on LinkedIn, my profile on LinkedIn. And I know you're in this space where you need this product. Is this something, do you want to connect on it? Like, I feel like it might be a lead. True. Generator. It could be. I feel like it's usually the other way around where you're trying to find people you can sell to. But definitely that way. I just wonder, like, I just wonder why they have that feature. Like what the benefit of seeing who has viewed your, what in their mind was the benefit besides just seeing it. I think it just drives engagement. Yeah. Social. Yeah. You get the Mm -hmm. email, like from them, people are looking at your profile, like stand out from the crowd. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay. And you're like curious, you're intrigued. You go, you click on the link. And I think it's, I think it's honestly just to do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's nothing more. <laughs> Dang. I thought there was some deeper meaning behind it. Maybe a listener will let us know. It's all about, it's all about the dopamine hits. Come on. It's social media. It's social like, media. Just getting deeper is, and deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, nothing yeah. is a positive, like, intent. It's just how to keep you engaged so they can upsell you, sell you ads, whatever it is. Hmm. 
And that's like, sounds so positive. <laughs> right? Just using yeah. you, getting you. You're the product. Exactly. It's true. So outside of the internet and texting people out of the blue, scaring them to death, the other big way to network is obviously networking events that you hear about, which is, I think, where the cringe factor comes from. If you're, obviously, I think, I don't think anyone really loves the networking events and maybe unless you're in sales and you are going to, you know, try to sell people there. But if you're early, if it's early in your career, maybe you only had one job and you want another job or you're graduating college or whatever, and you don't have a network yet, how, how do you guys think you go about networking? If you don't want to go to like some cheesy, you know, new grad event thing. That's tough. I've done so much of my networking and building my network out of college through my college connections. I played soccer at UC San Diego for years. So I obviously like, I think playing sports or, you know, being in a fraternity sorority, um, you, you graduate with a network kind of already, who's at least a little bit interested in your success going forward. Um, so I was kind of lucky enough that, and I, and I had something in common with these people already. And so I was able to kind of like build a network through that, whether it was professional or, you know, meeting their friends outside of college and then growing those professional relationships. So it's hard for me to, I've never gone to just an out and out networking event. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough question for me, actually. Yeah, Tosh, I, I do think that you are in a good position that you have that UCSD alumni network. I don't take advantage of my university network at all. I don't know, Caitlin, if you do or not, but I think that's something that probably would be really good to take advantage of just because, I mean, there's people across all different industries coming out of there, like thousands of people, right, that you could potentially tap into, which would be great. I am trying to change my view on networking events just because I do see how it can be beneficial, especially in a time where we've lost our jobs and, you know, having people reach out, hey, heard you lost your job or hey, even before knowing that we lost the job and we're interested, we're hiring product. Are you interested in something like this? Um, you know, hearing things like that make you realize, okay, there, there are a lot of benefits to creating these relationships and whatnot. I imagine and think of networking as probably just like a muscle that you can build like anything, right? Like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Sure. Um, and so even if like going out there, public speaking, joining these groups, even if afterwards you have to come home and recharge by sitting in the dark, I think you can still benefit from going out there and just flexing, like flexing, working that muscle and trying to get it so that it just becomes more and more comfortable, comfortable for you so that you can nail the small talk. So you establish these relationships, you get to know some people. You can also quickly assess whether this is somebody that you want to create more of a long lasting relationship with, or if it's somebody that, Hey, I met this one time and I probably, you know, maybe this is where it ends, but I think getting more and more reps in the easier it becomes. And that's why I'm trying to just change my mindset on it so that I go into it thinking like, okay, this could be beneficial for me. 
hopefully I'll create some mutually beneficial relationship with somebody and then, you know, practice, practice doing that so that I go in, in the right headspace and actually try and get something out of it when I leave. I love like a great mindset on it. I never thought of it like that, but I think you're like spot on. Like it is a skill and I'm an extrovert. I get energy being around people, but like I hate small talk. And sometimes like it can be really hard for me if I don't have like a common thread with people, then I'm like, oh my God, like where do we go from here? And I just like want that conversation to be over as quickly as possible. But I think like approaching it from that practicing, from that muscle idea, like that's a great, a great view on it. Yeah. Like it probably doesn't come naturally to most people and you can work at it and get better. Yep. But yeah, going back to Katie, what you said, I also did not use my college network at all. I went to a tiny school and I don't know, just like didn't think to use it. But I also worked at a big company right after college and there were lots of like new grad networking events, but we all worked for the same company and it was like, you know, happy hours where there's some alcohol and everyone is your age and you already have something in common where the pressure is lower. It wasn't like, I don't know, networking for young professionals in Washington, DC. It was like, you know, just the company happy hours. I think those can be easier. My other thought over the past couple of weeks was should you network with your friends, which is a weird Mm. uh, way to put it, but like over the last few weeks, I'm, I've only reached out really looking for new jobs to people that I've worked with in the past, because in my head, they're like work friends or whatever, but I have other friends that work for good companies and it like never crosses my mind for some reason to reach out to them about work stuff. Um, or if their company's hiring or if they know anyone that's hiring, I, I was curious if you guys had like crossed that work to friend threshold when it comes to networking. I have crossed that threshold. <laughs> Maybe it's just me then. Maybe I just have this weird <laughs> barrier in my mind. I mean, Katie was my friend before we were co-workers. So that was kind of like the first time I probably crossed that friend networking. True. And I don't know. I think a lot I mean, Katie, and I'm kind of just going to speak because we share so many friends, like we have like such a similar friend group. I've had friends in the past say, oh, if you're ever looking for a position, like, let me know. And like, they've also crossed that line. So, and again, a lot of my friends are from this UC San Diego network and want everyone who was part of that program to be successful. So it's like, it is very much like every, it just seems like everyone's trying to help everyone succeed at, you know, regardless of like what kind of what stage of their life they're in, whether it's professionally or personally, you know, I know like a bunch of my friends have like kids around the same age and have like their, you know, mom group texts about how to deal with certain stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I've, I think for me, the line between I've never completely separated friendship network and work network. They've always been a little bit overlapped for me. So I've, I've definitely like blurred lines over here makes sense (laughs) there is you know other groups of friends though that I really haven't talked work stuff about like Tosh our shared friends I think we have obviously between you and I we obviously have but there's other friends of mine that I've never said hey you know if you if you're looking if your company's looking or anything like that so I 
the majority of my friends, I think we have talked about that with, but then there's this other group of friends that, yeah, I've never really crossed that line of saying, you know, Hey, if you have open product positions at your company, or if you know of anybody else, and I don't know why that is, Mm -hmm. there's not really a reason why, or why I haven't done that. It just hasn't really come up, but I haven't brought it up. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. If you guys are Caitlin and Katie's friends and need people in specific roles, feel free to reach out to them. (laughs) I mean, me too, but our listeners, (laughs) my dad's going to like call and be like, do you need help? (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly our parents have open positions. Nepotism at its finest. Yeah. I mean, at this point, week three. I mean, honestly, that's your first connection. That is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the first, right? That is the first relationship you build growing up, right? Is the one with your parents, parent, parents, immediate family, whoever, you know, your caregivers are. So like, that really is where your network starts. For me, networking isn't all about, can you get me a job, right? It's also about like being able to get career advice and feedback and exposure to different things that you maybe were completely unaware of. And I've been able to leverage, you know, my parents in that regard, some of my parents' friends, you know, we're at like a barbecue, obviously alcohol is involved. Like, you know, you just kind of start talking about jobs. It's very fascinating because my dad works in um, like accounting. I feel like once you're dealing with people's money, it's like a very different mentality. It's like a little stuffier to me than like fun new tech stuff. And so it's like, it's always funny to kind of hear, you know, their takes on the workplace and the workforce and how important certain things are, aren't to them. So to me, like, that's kind of like your first network. It's a little bit, obviously, way, way, way less work related, but definitely your first foray into building, you know, lasting relationships with people and learning from them. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree when you say, you know, it's not all about like, can you get me a job type thing? And looking at it from the other side too can be really rewarding. Like, can you give someone a job or mentor someone? That's like, you know, the even more fun part of networking. There's a number of like high schoolers and college kids in my neighborhood. And one of them lives across the street and she like told me she wanted to be an engineer. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, let me help you. Like, this is awesome. This is, you know, super rewarding. So yeah keeping an open mind on the other side of things too, I think is important. For sure. So we've talked kind of about like networking in terms of the online version of it, you know, leveraging your friends or your colleagues, obviously for jobs and then um, how to, and, and things besides that, right? Not just jobs, but just growing professionally in general. And the other thing that I think is important with networking um, and obviously, you know, I've conemarried my life. Sometimes you got to conemarry your network. And an important part of your network or my network is having people in it that I value as friends, colleagues, you know, whatever it might be. And then there are certain people who maybe were in my network previously that are no longer in my network, who I have no interest in building a relationship with. And that's okay too, just because you've worked with someone in the past and they helped you in the past or you helped them in the past. I think it's important too to like, if there are relationships in your network that are not benefiting you anymore, you don't need to continue to like foster those and like their LinkedIn posts and all of those kinds of things. Like 
it's a really good way to, to figure out what your personal values are. And I choose to have people in my network that kind of, you know, at least overlap with the important ones in my life. Yeah. Especially if you consider that networking is maybe going to help take you to that next step. You don't want to go be going down a path that doesn't align with your values. So that's a good point. Awesome. All right. So in summary, the ready, set way of networking is first and foremost to change your definition of networking to align better with your values and actually what you're trying to achieve. So rather than having that negative connotation of networking, or if that word makes you cringe, try and look at networking as really just building and nurturing long-lasting and hopefully mutually beneficial relationships. And the other part of networking or relationship building is just to practice and put it put it into play. That can help you get more comfortable with it and hopefully make it less cringy. So thanks everyone for listening in on our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on networking and relationships. If you did, feel free to leave us a review or share this episode with your friends. You can also check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Ready, Set, Workflow. Feel free to drop a comment and follow and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.